0: Welcome to Solutions for a Simpler Life. This is Glenda Lehman Irvin with Lehman's on the Square in Kidron, Ohio. We're glad you joined us. And we are happy to have on our show today Lori Showalter, who is actually a team member here at Lehman's. Welcome, Lori.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Sure, sure. Lori is our resident non-electric lighting expert. Um, And non-electric lighting is a key product for layman's because we want people to feel safe when there's a short-term power outage, a long-term power outage, or they just want to enjoy the ambience. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been at layman's for quite some time, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I've actually been here um, a little over 22 years now. Um, I started back in 2001, right out of high school in our customer service department. And I did that for about five years while I was going to college to be an early childhood education teacher. And, um, after that, um, instead of getting a job in a school, I continued working for layman's. I got a training position using my education skills and love of just layman's and the layman's products. And so, uh, I did that for a number of years. I'm still the trainer here. Um, but now I'm also in the human resources as well.
0: Oh, well, that's wonderful. So you went from planning to teach children to teaching layman's employees.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: And how did you get so interested in non-electric lighting? I know that's one of the core things that you needed to teach employees. So I suppose initially you kind of had to learn about them, but then it turned into a real passion of yours.
1: Yeah. um, As a customer service representative, we had to go through different product trainings just to learn more about them, just so that we could helped to train um, and, you know, talk to our customers to educate them as well, helping them find the right products. So we needed to know the products as well. So I did go through um, a number of different classes and lighting was just always something that um, I didn't really know anything about before coming to Layman's, but selling the products and actually going through the training, uh, I just found them to be really fascinating. They're beautiful to look at. They're, you know, easy to use. And um, it just kind of grew from there, the more that I learned about them once I had to start training on them. Of course, then I had to dive in deeper, learning even more, and uh, just kind of grew from there my my love for all of the the lights that we do have. We have a
0: saying that Layman's carries products that are practical and pretty, and I would say oil lamps fits into that perfectly. I mean, the the garden hose and the compost pails may not be that pretty. They're very practical, but one of the things I like about the oil lamps is they're easily attractive enough to have sitting out in your living room or hanging on your front porch. I have three on my front porch right now, even when you don't need them because there is no electricity. Um, So tell me about the different categories of lamps. And First of all, tell me the difference between a lamp and a lantern. I know people use that interchangeably, but there really is a difference between those two terms. Right.
1: So when we talk about lamps, we're mostly talking about uh, lighting that's going to be used indoors. So You're going to have um, a lamp that's going to use oil, similar to stuff that's going to be used outside as well. But a lamp is generally something that's going to sit on your table or sit on a shelf. It's not meant to be moved around a whole lot. Um, It's going to be for decoration, but as well as lighting inside your home. Um, Your outdoor lighting would be considered um, a lot of them as lanterns. So a lantern is more. Uh, practical for carrying around, there's going to be a carrying handle that makes it really easy and portable, whether you're going to go camping or just take it out um, to the garden or wherever, you're going to be able to move it a lot easier. Lanterns are also designed to withstand weather, so wind and things like that. Um, if you were to take a lamp outside, the wind is going to blow the flame out right away, probably. And with a lantern, you have a globe, everything's enclosed, therefore, um, you're keeping it away from the wind, you're going to still have your light. The lanterns are also more designed to withstand the weather itself rain, things like that. Um, if you were to leave it outside, they're a little bit more protected, um, painted with a different coating so that it's not going to rust as if um, you would to take a lamp outside. Those are not going to withstand the weather too well. So those are some of the key differences when we talk about lamp or lantern. Um, Usually by talking to customers, we can differentiate eventually which one they're more referring to if they do use a different term.
0: Yeah, you mentioned talking to customers. So in in a way, our team members almost interview a customer saying, what do you want to do? Where do you want to do it? What kind of knowledge do you have? Can you kind of go through some of the reasons people would want a lamp or lantern and then how our team members help them decide which ones to get?
1: Yeah, so there are some key questions that we can ask. Um, A customer may come in knowing that they want some sort of non-electric light, but they don't know where to start. Our lamp room is filled with all kinds of different lights, lanterns, things like that. But it can be a little confusing. What do I need? What's going to be best for me? So we actually can ask some questions to kind of lead them to the the category that's going to work the best for them. Uh, One of the first questions that we often ask is, where are you going to be using this? Are you going to be using this indoors? Or are you going to be using it outdoors? So there we can differentiate between lamp and lantern, which kind of category um, they're going to be going towards. Um, What do they want it to be used for? Do they want to use it for your um, main source of lighting in your home if the power goes out or are you looking for something a little more temporary Um, so those are some questions that we can ask as well another key question is brightness do you want just a temporary light that can get you by if the power goes out for an hour so i can kind of see around with um, a lamp that doesn't need to be as bright but if you're wanting something more as your actual lighting source, longer than power outages, say you want to go off grid and use nothing but non-electric lighting, you're probably going to want something that you can read by. So you're going to need something that's quite a bit brighter than some of the standard lamps would be. Um, Another question we often ask is what type of fuel do you have access to? What type of fuel do you prefer to use? We have lots of lamps and lanterns that are going to use kerosene, kerosene kerosene-based type fuels. Um, We also have an option for people that want something a little bit more ready that you don't have to refill. So one of those options would be our gas lights where you can use propane or um, LP gas. If you would have that hooked up to your house, you can install one of these lights. Therefore, you're not going to have to refill it. You just light it, you know, have the gas on, light it, and it's gonna be burning and you don't have to worry about it running out of fuel in that, that case. And then finally, we ask, you know, what is your budget? How much do you wanna spend? Um, is this gonna be an investment? Do you want something that's just gonna be for your temporary use, things like that. Um, anything that's gonna be brighter, on the brighter side of things, is gonna cost a little bit more than something that um, is not gonna be as bright. So we have to look at those um, categories as well.
0: Now, our our non-electric lighting, many of them are used in Amish homes and have been for generations,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, gas lights are really popular, um, as well as just standard oil lamps as well. I heard you tell a a customer one time that if you go buy an Amish
0: home and it's brightly lit at night and you wonder, well, I thought they didn't have electricity. Well, they probably have gas lights or an Aladdin. Um, Aladdin is kind of the the cream of the crop, isn't it? And and by the way, that's a brand that we own. So that's exciting for us to be able to promote the the very finest in non-electric lighting. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Aladdin is going to be your best choice for bright indoor lighting. We have a lot of um, pressure lanterns that can go up to 300 candle power, which is super, super bright, but they're not Meant to be used indoors, they're too dangerous for that. So to get away from that, um, the next best thing is an Aladdin lamp. They're definitely going to be the brightest option, and um, it is really neat to be able to say, you know, that we own the company, we are in charge of, you know, coming out with new and exciting lamp options, and they're actually, you know, put together here, so you can actually go back in the back of the warehouse and actually watch them gluing them up and and putting them together. So that definitely adds to, you know, what we can tell customers about them.
0: I sometimes see an Aladdin lamp with just the the, the globe, the glass part, and then sometimes I see it with a shade. Is that shade just decorative or does it serve a purpose?
1: For the most part, it's just decorative and you can add lots of different options, um, different colors and styles and designs. Um, Depending on what you're wanting to use the lamp for, a a shade will sometimes soften the light a little bit because the Aladdins are really, really bright. Um, So if you are really close to it, having a shade kind of dims it enough so where you can still see, but it's not shining right into your eyes as much yeah talk a little bit about how hot they are I saw you do what you call the match trick one time (laughs) yeah it's um off the top of my head I can't remember the exact numbers but it's you know thousands of degrees inside the wick uh, which is the center part and if you were to put your hand at the top it's several hundred degrees so it's very very warm and yeah it only takes seconds to take just a natural or normal match hold it up to the chimney and it ignites in flame. So um, they're definitely a a safety risk. So you have to know um, and understand the safety concerns, keeping them away from combustibles and things like that. But once you understand them um, and know those risks and you, you know, yourself safe. They're they're wonderful to use.
0: Yeah, it'd be similar to a wood heating mm-hmm. stove. I mean, it gets very hot. You have to learn not to touch the pipe and you have to have pro- proper maintenance of it. Um So same as, as products that do take electricity. Now, the nice thing about Aladdin, though, if it's putting heat out like that, if you're in an, in an enclosed space and there's a power outage, and your furnace isn't running. If you huddle around that lamp, it's going to generate some heat. It
1: really does. It's it's amazing, and that's another benefit that not a people, not a lot of people think about or even know about. Um, but I know when Lois will do demonstrations in the store for the customers. That's one of the things you know we usually tell them, like, you know, just put your hand close. Obviously, don't touch it, but you can feel the heat immediately. And the longer that they're lit, the more that they're going to warm up. They're going to continue to put out heat. And so, definitely, in a power outage, especially in the middle of winter you will definitely get a lot of heat from just one lamp. If you've got more than one, you know, you're, you're even better off. But just having one in one room definitely helps to take that chill off and make it a little more comfortable.
0: Sure, sure. Speaking of the brightness, do you remember that story about the gentleman that was kind of a, a Depression-era
1: baby and he talked about how Aladdin changed his life? Um, I believe so. Didn't he talk about how um, back in the, you know, the early 1800s, 1900s, there, you know, once the... Um, sun went down, you couldn't really do anything else. You know, the day was over. You couldn't do anything because you couldn't see. But after having an Aladdin lamp available, that just totally changes everything. So when the sun goes down, you turn that on and you continue all your activities as long as you want to. Sure. So you could, you could read your Bible, you could quilt, you could fix a tool, you could have a family
0: dinner. So basically it changed from having to go to bed when it got dark and get up when it got light, to having more evening hours, particularly in the Mm -hmm. winter, because around here in Ohio, it gets dark by about five o'clock. Yeah, Yeah. So that makes for a short day. Do you have a personal favorite lamp? I know you're a bit of a collector yourself, aren't you?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. All of the Aladdins um, are definitely my favorite. I don't know if I could pick just one of them, but I have a collection starting all the way back to the earliest ones made back in 1909. And I've got around 31 now, so um, quite a collection of Aladdin lamps. I do have other uh, standard oil lamps as well. Um, most of my Aladdin lamps are just for decoration and just to have as a collection, but I do have three that have oil in them that are placed around my house, one in my bedroom, one in the kitchen, and one in the living room. So when the power does go out, which it does sometimes, um, I can turn those on and you know, continue on you know, doing any daily activities that I need to.
0: Right. Can you talk a little bit about the Aladdin Museum of Light that's in the Layman's Retail Store in Kidron?
1: Yeah, so actually right behind my office, I get to walk through it every day, which is kind of fun. (laughs) Um, It's kind of perfect placement for me. I feel right at home. Um, But yeah, we do have uh, an Aladdin Museum that the Aladdin collectors have donated lamps to have on display. So we have a whole aisleway of really nice cases that are lit up behind glass that you can come through and see um, lamps that were made you know, back in the early 1900s, all the way up to to now, as well as some other Aladdin products. Aladdin made more than just lamps. They made thermoses and um, heaters and different things like that. So there's some of those on display as well. So it's it's not a huge museum, but it's really fun to just walk through. It's like a trip back in time to kind of see um, all the different things that they made and just to see them on display because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to see some of the early Aladdin lamps. They just maybe are more familiar with the ones that we put out today. But um, yeah, it's really nice. And there's also education as well. So each case has a poster behind it giving a little bit of history and details that um, you can learn a little bit more about as well.
0: Um, I had heard that the the salesman would come with a case with an Aladdin lamp and he would stop by and talk to presumably the lady of the house and say, well, keep it overnight. Let me know what you think. And he'd come back the next day and she'd say, I'll take two yeah. or whatever the case was because it made such a difference mm-hmm. to you know everything from, from cooking to cleaning to reading to crafting um, that that's how the, the company started. And can can you explain a little bit why like a typical lamp or lantern will have a wick so that the fuel is in the base of it and the... the Fuel um, is soaked up through the wick, and then you light the wick, and that's what
1: creates the flame. The Aladdin, though, has something special. Right. So an Aladdin, until you add one special piece to it, one or two special pieces, is just a standard lamp. So like you mentioned, normal normal lamps are going to have a wick that that's going to be the source of the brightness. So if you think of a candle, um, most people are familiar with those. That's the brightness that you're seeing is the flame. With an Aladdin, you're adding what's called a mantle, and it's got a wire frame and it's kind of a mesh netting that has um, uh, an element in it. It's called yttrium. And what happens is, An aladdin also has a wick and it's got a flame and but the purpose of it is different so the purpose is not to create the light it's actually creating heat so there again we're talking about the heat element Um, there's another piece inside the wick that's called a flame spreader and what that does is it adds extra oxygen to the wick and the flame and it's turning the flame from a yellowish orange that you would normally see with a wick, and it's turning blue because it's actually hotter. So if you've heard of a blue flame heater, that's kind of the same terminology. So you're looking at a blue flame, And that heat that's produced from the flame on that wick is then reacting with the mantle, and the mantle is then incandescing or glowing. And it's a much brighter white light instead of a yellow flame that you would typically see with um, a standard lamp. So that's where the amplification comes from, and that's what's gonna make them brighter than just a standard lamp.
0: Very interesting. So when when new employees start and you have to teach them about non-electric lighting, do you find most of them are coming from a zero-knowledge base um, if they aren't homesteaders or or Amish?
1: Yeah, most of them have probably seen an oil lamp or two here or there. Um, so they're a little bit more familiar with those. Um, but some of the other ones like gaslighting and definitely the Aladdin is a whole new experience learning how those work and the different parts and, and things like that. Usually I, you know, one of my goals at the end of training is to make them want an Aladdin lamp. And mm-hmm. usually a lot of them, are just like, Oh, that is so cool. I think I need to get one. So <laughs> if I can get them to say that, then I know that I've done my job and I know that they can pass that on to the customers as well. We want them to be excited excited about him too
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know many team members that did not have a knowledge of our non-electric appliances and tools and hand gadgets have become enamored of them and have bought butter churns and oil lamps and um, you know all different things that we sell, never thinking that they would really have that Mm -hmm. kind of farmstead life. But they see how cool these people-powered non-electric products are, and they want to purchase them for themselves.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun to see.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Lori. You've been very informative, um, and we can tell that you love your lamps. One. Final question. Catch you off guard here. Uh What is something about you that most people probably don't know? It can be related to lamps or not.
1: Oh, well, I'm a knight. That's one.
0: (laughs) Oh, like a knight in shining armor knight?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, actually an Aladdin knight. So there's a collector's organization for Aladdin and the collectors are called knights and you actually pay a fee to be involved um, and get the newsletter and things like that. So it's fun to tell people that I'm a knight. It doesn't mean what they think it does, but it's kind of fun to say. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's exciting too, that, that a younger
0: person, um, and that some of those groups tend to be a little older in years. Mm -hmm. And so a younger person um, joining that group and and going to meetings and things like that, I think is really exciting. So, well, um, I don't know if I need to bow since you're a knight, but thank (laughs) you again for spending time with us and keep up the good work. Great. Thanks for having me. This is Glenda Layman Irvin with Laymans, where we stand for a simpler life. Thanks for listening. For more, visit laymans.com.